Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, offering a broad range of cardiac and vascular treatments in our community. More information is available at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. Welcome back to The Spark. I'm Anaya Falcon. During Black History Month in February, Gamut Theatre Group and the Sokovia African American Theatre Company will present the voices of the 8th Chronicles 2 stories from Harrisburg's Old 8th Ward production. The play aims to pay homage to the Old 8th Ward of Harrisburg, where hundreds of primarily Black homes, Black-owned businesses, and facilities were demolished, wiping out connections to a community that thrived during the 19th and early 20th centuries. Joining us to discuss the voices of the 8th Chronicles 2 stories from Harrisburg's Old Eighth Ward are Sharia Ben, director and playwright for the production, and Latricia Lilly and Sydney Crutcher, who are actors within the piece. Sharia, Latricia, and Sydney, thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank Great you. to be Great here. So Sharia, tell us about Voices of the Eighth Chronicles, two stories from Harrisburg's old Eighth Ward and what takes place within the play. So Voices of the Eighth uh, Chronicles 2 is the third installment in a series that Sankofa African American Theater Company and Gamut uh, started co-producing about four years ago or five years ago. And this is a continuum of storytelling of Harrisburg's uh, historic old eighth ward where um, the lens of focus is on the African-American residents and uh, it was a multicultural uh, community. So uh, African-Americans and their um, allies who forge change through resistance and perseverance. So this was a thriving community from um, about the mid 1800s up until uh, 1920. And the community was full of um, abolitionist and activist and business owners, homeowners. It was a thriving community that was um, pretty much taken uh, by eminent domain to expand the capital complex and that the people in that community um, were pushed out, their businesses and homes were lost, and their stories, the history, these were our change makers um, that not only impacted our local history, um, and helped us get where we are today, but on a national level. So this series is about um, unearthing, uncovering their stories, giving giving these real people um, voice on stage, telling their stories, while also uh, telling what was happening um, from 1850s through um, even we go beyond to like the 1950s because this is cyclical, you know, um, a community was built again in the same place and taken again. So uh, that's what it's about. 
the audience will hear stories about William Howard uh, Day and Alice Dunbar Nelson, um, Dr. Amanda Kemp, who was a white woman, but she was the first uh, woman admitted to the Dauphin County Medical Society and uh, just great history uh, makers. You're going to hear it through um, song, wonderful cast of actors um, that I'm just excited to work with and who will bring these characters to life. And uh, this year you will hear these stories as um, woven and brought to the stage through the voice of griots, uh, which is African storytellers, and the um, beautiful Sankofa bird, which is um, a puppet, but it is um, it, it embodies uh, Sankofa, and that's the principle of looking back uh, in your presence, in your present, in order to go forward with power and purpose and everything that has happened to um, us as a people, as a community, particularly um, Black folks. It's important to um, give space for those stories to be told and honored. You mentioned that the old 8th Ward was demolished, and when it was demolished, uh, the stores, homes, churches, businesses, etc., all were lost. What kind of loss did the African-American community suffer from this emotionally and mentally? Yeah, um, displacement, disconnection, um, demolition. Uh, families uh, broken, and uh, you know it. It is for me um, a, a nod to, but very um, reminiscent of what happened during enslavement. A people taken from their home and displaced, disconnected, and you know it's just this cycle. So what happens is people lose. Um, touch, they don't feel valued, they don't feel worthy, and the greatness of an entire community of individuals, um, our history, it is lost and buried. And you, um, so when we talk about the business losses, there are all, almost, um, you know, 300 business and homeowners in that area. That is a loss of the ability to carry forth generational wealth. And then when I talk about the worth and the value of a person, when you don't know that you are connected to um, people, that you have a lineage of greatness. So um, that's a loss you can't put a dollar on. But uh, if you were to put a dollar on the economic loss, we're talking hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars lost that this community can never recoup. Wow. How did you gather the information to write this piece? I was fortunate that I um, could take the work of scholars from a Messiah, um, local history detectives um, like Linwood Sloan and um, Caleb Jackson, um, Katie McArdle, uh, David Pettigrew. There were, there's a whole group, a community of phenomenal researchers that dug up these stories. 
and they put together and students from Messiah, this was a project also with Messiah um, College, they came together and um, put together a publication called 100 Voices, which everyone has access to. You can go to Digital Harrisburg and uh, buy a copy of the book or download a free digital copy of it. And um, they published um, primary documents, accounts, letters. They found all of these things that um, of, of people who lived there and um, also started a campaign to identify descendants of these individuals. So through this book, through the project, through the Voices of the Eighth um, Productions, we're connecting people who were previously disconnected, who didn't even know that their names mattered, that their names connected them to these um, great um, advocates and, 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 and social change makers. So uh, lots of research. I would say this is a culmination of upwards of 10 to 15 years of, of, of research between all of the individuals in the different projects. Did you have a deeper personal connection to the old eighth ward as well? No. So I'm a transplant. I moved here uh, almost 25 years ago from Baltimore. Hmm. And when I came here, uh, I, I, I love theater and I came to work for an insurance company, but I couldn't find anything that really um, that I could connect with in the theater. So through a series of connections on the theater front, I um, got a, a, a role with the Pennsylvania Past Players playing and, and bringing to life um, women from the mid 19th century. So that's how I got connected with the history. But once I got connected with the history, I couldn't let it go. It disturbed me. It disrupted my soul that these stories were not being told and people didn't know that um, there was a whole community that literally is underfoot where um, the Capitol complex and grounds is, where there's grass. There's grass growing, but no one is growing from the knowledge that these you know, hundreds of people existed. Earlier this month on The Spark, I spoke with representatives from the Historic Harrisburg Association about the Old Eighth Ward and the Seventh Ward and an exhibit that they're putting on uh, to show the demolished communities. And I know now the Gamut Theater is partnering, partnering with the Sankofa African-American stories from Harrisburg's Old Eighth Ward, um, and they're bringing it to the stage. They're bringing this show to the stage during Black History Month next month. Why is the story coming to the surface in multiple multiple ways right now? And why is it important for people to be heard, to, to hear right now? I think it's um, timely. It's always timely, you know. And then the uh, Black History Month, it um, just because of you know, the activities of the month, it makes space for it to tell these stories because it's um, traditional and it honors Black History Month. But this stories, these stories, and one of the reasons Sankofa 
exists, why I uh, founded Sankofa is because these stories go beyond just those 28 days in February. Mm. They need to be told all of the time. They need to be um, talked about. So part of what we do is engage in um, civic dialogue. So our model for Sankofa is kind of built on this animating democracy where, you know, you're going to come to see a production. You will definitely be entertained because um, it's a great play. Um, if I say so for myself, because I wrote it, but no, <laughs> and you're going to see wonderfully talented and beautiful creatives on stage and, and, and the production team that makes it happen off stage. But you're going to also have the opportunity to talk about, have a facilitated discussion about what you've just seen. So, um, but the eighth ward, it's, it's relevant. And as we uncover more, and as you know, we've been doing this for years, more people come, then we have more um, outlets that want to learn about it, take it on and express these stories in their way. It's also very important for me that the stories of the eighth ward and that the eighth ward is, um, we, we have to change the narrative. When I first started learning about the eighth ward, it was called the bloody eighth. Hmm. And it was this um, community that was full of uh, violence and social ills and all kinds of unsanitary things and um, just uh, loaded with stories of um, immorality. And that was part of the smear campaign that needed to happen in order to get people in the early 1900s to buy into it's okay to get rid of a community. So, you know, the, the, the people, the decision makers felt they were doing a public service to get rid of this community. Um, but no, that is not, that is not the full narrative. Wow. It's not even, it, it's just not accurate and truthful. So um, I think as we um, change the lens and we're using facts, then people are learning and wanting to explore it. And I, I encourage people to uh, tell these stories in their own unique ways. Latricia, you've been in several shows at the Gamut Theater and you're a part of the Gamut Theater group. But when auditions for shows come up, you have the choice on whether you'd like to audition or not. Why did you want to be a part of this production in particular? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say just first and foremost, a correction is there are certain shows here at Gamut that we are just going to be in um, as part of the core company experience that we have here. And um, this is one of them. Um, what I have learned, I mean, <laughs> now that we're in it, what I've learned to love about it is the history that we get to learn from Sharia every single night. She is just a fountain of wisdom and she has so many answers for everything and she thinks about things that I've never even thought about. Um, so it's been a great process learning from her and then learning um, the history of this community that I'm very new to because I didn't move here until August. Hmm. Sydney, what made you want to be a part of this production? Yeah, um, I, when I was, I also joined the Gamut Company in August. And when I was considering my contract before arriving, I did know that I would be cast in this show. 
Um, and it was certainly exciting for me because I haven't been able to do a historic piece, really, that's diving into real people, real places, with real implications of everything involved. So it was really exciting for me to get to uh, jump in on a work that I could learn about and apply to the rest of my life. And it was exciting that it was also relevant to the place I was. So Latricia, tell me about the character you are playing and the journey she goes on within the piece. Okay, so um, there, we are cast of five in the show um one um is played by jimmy and he is actually the puppet so technically we are a cast of four but if you include the puppet we're five um and the other four of us play multiple roles because we're telling multiple stories um about people from the eighth ward and a lot of people who helped um uh, move life forward for the enslaved. Um, so I play a couple of different characters. Um, one of the major ones is the griots. As Sharia mentioned earlier, they are um, African storytellers. And um, there are three of us that play the griots throughout. And then we transform into our characters. So at one point I play Sarah Bustille. At another point I play a free, the freed slave. Um, and then towards the end of the piece, I play Maude Coleman. Um, so they're so many different stories. So I wouldn't say there was a journey that one goes on. I said there are every name, every um, griot in the story are just moving together wow. to, to get the knowledge across to the audience. Wow, sounds so interesting. Sydney, talk to me a little bit about how uh, you get into character with so many different characters that you have to play within uh, the piece. I know all of you play. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about that and the process of getting into those characters. I think um, the benefit of Sharia writing this play and directing it, she had she had that in mind when she was writing it. So we're really fortunate that this play allows us to shift between characters really naturally because there is like a formal transition moment in between scenes where a character's entering and she's built in time for them to be contemplating the circumstances that they're experiencing and what they're trying to overcome before they even start speaking. Um, we also use a lot of um, songs and African-American spirituals uh, to root the play. Uh, and that allows us at different times to be singing just as these storyteller griots or as our characters. And so I think each of us has our own journey of which moments are which person. But I, I definitely like to take the moments where I'm entering as the character to kind of find myself. And we're very lucky that uh, for costumes, we will have different elements for each person. And given that this story is being told from pre-enslavement up to the modern day, each costume is very different and adds a very different feel of the time period and the struggles um, that each person is dealing with. Sydney, you have a poem that you would like to read to us that's featured in the Voices of the Eighth Chronicles, two stories from Harrisburg's old Eighth Ward production. Can you please share it with us? Yes. So this poem um, was written by Alice Dunbar Nelson, um, who was a really powerful woman, um, an advocate who wasn't uh, a resident of Harrisburg, but she came through and gave many speeches here. Um, and this is a, a well-known poem of hers called, I Sit and Sew. 
I sit and sew, a useless task, it seems. My hands grown tired, my head weighed down with dreams. The panoply of war, the martial tread of men, grim-faced, stern-eyed, gazing beyond the ken of lesser souls whose eyes have not seen death, nor learned to hold their lives but as a breath. But I must sit and sew. I sit and sew. My heart aches with desire, that pageant terrible, that fiercely pouring fire on wasted fields and writhing grotesque things once men. My soul in pity flings appealing cries, yearning only to go there in that holocaust of hell, those fields of woe, but I must sit and sew. The little useless scene, the idle patch, why dream I here beneath my homely thatch when there they lie in sodden mud and rain, pitifully calling me the quick ones and the slain? You need me, Christ. It is no roseate dream that beckons me. This pretty futile scene, it stifles me. God, must I sit and sew? Wow. We just listened to a poem, I Sit and Sew, by Alice Dunbar Nelson. And we will give you more information about where you can uh, find this play and hear more of this piece on our website, witf.org. We've been speaking with Sharia Ben, director and playwright for The Voices of the Eighth Chronicles 2, stories from Harrisburg's Old Eighth Ward production, and Latricia Lilly and Sydney Crutcher, who are actors within the piece. Learn more about today's topics at witf.org slash the spark or make your suggestions for topics to the spark at witf.org. I'm Anaya Falcon. Have yourself a great day. Mm-hmm.